there are some pretty sensitive subjects that we need to cover today. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw the title of the video, which is something to the effect of six Jehovah's Witnesses were jailed, something, something. Okay. I know this sounds like good news to a lot of people. I don't consider it good news. In fact, I view it as, as exceedingly bad news. I'll tell you what, why don't we just read the article and, and I'll get to my, my whole reasoning behind this. So the name of the article is Six Jehovah's Witnesses Jailed in Russia for Extremism. This is by Newsweek. They're actually, this is a pretty big story right now. There are a lot of people talking about this at the moment. So the article says, Six more Jehovah's Witnesses have been jailed in Russia, the latest members of the religion to be detained for what the government deems extremist activity, but which church leaders insist is just expressing their faith. Six men, I'm not going to name them because their names are really, really, really complicated, but they're right here, if anybody's wondering. Constantin, Alexei, Felix, Roman... Gennady and Alexei again, different Alexei, were arrested in raids on their homes in the southwestern city of Saratov on June 12, 2018. The men were charged under Part 1 of Article 282 of the Russian Criminal Code, which bans organization of activities of an extremist organization. On Thursday, Judge Dmitry Larin of the Leninsky District Court of Saratov found all six guilty, sentencing them to between two years and 3.5 years each. Laren's ruling also prohibits the men from holding leadership positions in public organizations for five years and restricts their freedom of movement for an additional year after they're released. So it's saying here they can't hold leadership positions in public organizations. I don't know how Russia defines public organization, but if it's the same way that the U.S. defines public organizations... They wouldn't want to hold leadership positions in that anyways. It would basically mean government positions in some sense. Government, leadership, government positions. And it also restricts their movement. I assume that means it takes their passports away. It says, in their final words, the men quoted from the Bible thanked the court and insisted they, don't, they didn't harbor any animosity, according to a press release from the world headquarters of Jehovah's Witnesses, which claimed the men were jailed for their peaceful Christian worship. The whole logic of the, the accusation was based on the speculation thesis that faith in God is a continuation of the activities of an extremist organization, said spokesperson Jared Lopez, I guess. Instead of searching and proving the guilt of the defendants, the aim of the investigation was to prove their religious affiliation, despite the fact that no religion is prohibited in Russia. Okay, so this is where it gets a little bit complicated. There are other extremist groups. Now, is Russia correct? Are they extremists? Yes, they are extremists. I don't have an issue with extremists living their lives the way they want to live until they become violent extremists. That's my line. I want to work the extremism out of people as much as I possibly can. I would like to educate and teach and, and deprogram religious extremists like Jehovah's Witnesses. Jailing them does not help. That does not help anybody. That doesn't help them. That doesn't help society. That makes it a whole lot worse for everybody, honestly. If it's an extremist organization like ISIS, for example, that's a different story because they're violent. They have this stated goal of really terrible things. I have no issue with finding some way to take ISIS down, even through jailings, if necessary. If they're taking part in violent extremism or they're supporting an organization that partakes in violent extremism we should be jailing people like that for public safety reasons 
Jehovah's Witnesses are pacifists. They do not believe in violence. They have the right to say and do what they want to say and do, as long as it's not physically hurting somebody else. We should be, we should not escalate. There are levels of escalation. The next level is violence, and until it reaches that point, we shouldn't escalate to jail them, in my opinion. That's just the way I see it. About 10% of my audience disagrees with me on that. I took a poll the other day on Twitter and on YouTube, and it evened out to between 8 and 10% believe that we should be jailing them, that Russia's doing the right thing. So anyway, that, that's kind of where I sit with this whole situation. It's a little bit more complex than it seems at its face. It started out with Jehovah's Witnesses. They told them, you're allowed to be a Jehovah's Witness. They have no issue with that, the Russian government. But you're not allowed to organize, and you're not allowed to be in possession of banned extremist literature, quote-unquote, which means the Watchtower. Now, the, the Watchtower is passed out door-to-door, so I can understand why Russia would say no knocking on doors and passing this out to people. These Jehovah's Witnesses were just passing it around amongst themselves. It was just for their own consumption. It wasn't even intended to pass out to people, or they weren't planning on it, as far as I know. So Russia essentially banned a book That's basically what they did, and anybody found in possession of that book is jailed. That is so Orwellian and so scary. I believe in freedom of of expression. I think I saw somebody say this in one of my comments recently. I believe in freedom of expression, and freedom of religion is an extension of freedom of expression. So I I 100% do not agree with this. Let's continue reading the article. It says, Having proved the religion of the defendants, which they did not hide, the court automatically interpreted this fact as the activity of a prohibited legal entity, Lopes said, or Lopez said. The men are appealing the convictions which have been decried by both religious rights advocates and human rights groups. Six Jehovah's Witnesses in Russia just sentenced to prison for extremism. In other words, for nothing. Rachel Denver, Human Rights Watch Deputy Director for Europe and Central Asia, said in a statement, they should be freed. She's right. They should be. And you know what's happening? The governing body is now using this event as proof that the end is closer. Using this as proof that they're God's chosen people because they're being jailed. And on that note, why aren't other religions being jailed in Russia? Someone pointed this out to me the other day. It seems to me that the government is really closely linked with the church over there. I think it's the Catholic Church. So there's suspicion that Russia, the government, is trying to... Uh, basically take out the church's competition so that it has more support. You know, that's unverified, but I I would not put it past Russia if that were the truth, if that were the case. So it's just another wrinkle in this whole story that we have to consider. Okay, continuing on to read this. While Russia ostensibly affords freedom of religion, Jehovah's Witnesses were classified as an extremist organization in 2017, the same designation used for the Islamic State militant group, ISIS. In February 2019, another Jehovah's Witness, Danish national Dennis Christensen, was sentenced to six years. The same month, Officials in northwestern Siberia claimed to have arrested a group of Jehovah's Witnesses for preaching their superiority over other religious groups. It's unclear how many people were detained, but police said in a statement the group was propagating extremist ideas and recruiting new members to the banned religious group. Jehovah's Witnesses have also reportedly been subject to torture, including beatings and electric shocks. It's very true. 
I actually covered it on the podcast when it happened. The agents stripped the men naked, put a bag over each suspect's head, and wrapped it with tape. Agents then tied each suspect's hands behind his back, smashed his fingers, and beat him on his neck, feet, and kidney area, the church said in a statement to Newsweek in February. The agents poured water over the men, shocked them with a stun gun, gradually increasing the strength of the shock. While being tortured, the men were reportedly asked to identify where Jehovah's Witnesses' meetings took place and who their leaders were. Russian authorities maintained the injuries were self-inflicted as a play for sympathy. In 2011, the U.S. State Department issued sanctions against two Russian intelligence operatives, Vladimir something and Stefan something, for suspected involvement in torture and human rights violations against Jehovah's Witnesses. There are approximately 170,000 Jehovah's Witnesses in Russia. In December, Vladimir Putin dismissed allegations the religion had been classified as a terrorist organization as complete nonsense. Jehovah's Witnesses are Christians too. I don't quite understand why they're persecuted, he added, so this should be looked into. Anatoly something of the Christian-based Slavic Center for Law and Justice told the BBC authorities are going for the easiest targets. That's really, really heartbreaking, honestly. Like, it's easy to dehumanize somebody. It's easy to say they're the other, they're the evil person, they're the bad guy. It's when you step back and look at that mindset, you realize it's the same mindset that Jehovah's Witnesses have. It is an extremist mindset to think that way, to say they deserve it. You just dehumanize them. Black and white, good versus evil, us versus them mentality. You have to realize that these people are, are human beings with families, with children, with wives, with husbands. And, and no human being deserves to have a bag put over their head and wrapped with tape, to have water poured over you and then shocked with a stun gun. I don't care what religion you are. You don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. This is the first time I, I have ever quoted from Fox News, and it will probably be the last time I ever quote from Fox News, because honestly, conservative, Republican, or Democrat, or liberal doesn't matter which one you are. I'm 100% good with you. Does not bother me at all what your political leanings are. Fox News is a propaganda network. You can be conservative and recognize that at the same time. So this is probably the last time I'll ever quote from Fox News, but they did have an article about this. State Department hits Russia over jailing of Jehovah's Witnesses for peaceful religious practice. When it says peaceful, what it means is nonviolent. They don't believe in violence. They don't believe in overthrowing the government by radical means or any kind of thing like that. It's nothing like that. They are pacifists. They are anti-war. Well, they're pro-war if it's a war that God started and continues. They're anti-war among humans. We'll just say that much. So this really does boil down to peaceful religious practice. Let's see what it has to say here. The State Department criticized Russian authorities Saturday over this week's jailing of six Jehovah's Witnesses for up to three and a half years. Deeply concerned by Russian court decision to jail six Jehovah's Witnesses in Saratov for peaceful religious practice, spokesperson Morgan uh, Ortegas wrote on Twitter, we urge Russia to respect its citizens' rights to religious freedom and stop falsely accusing Jehovah's Witnesses of extremism. Not a false accusation. They are extremists. I don't want get, to get it twisted here. They are extremists. They're not violent extremists. There is a difference. And you know what? 
if if being an extremist is against the law in Russia and that's the justification for jailing them, that shouldn't be a law. Violent extremism should be banned. I can understand that. It, just using your free speech how you want to use it should not be against the law, period. It goes on to say, Reuters reported that a regional court in the southwestern city of Saratov found the men guilty of taking part in activities of an extremist organization. Russia's Supreme Court ruled in 2017 that the Christian denomination was an extremist organization and ordered the group to, to disband. When they say taking part in activities of an extremist organization, it means meeting up or congregating. It means gathering together in one place and talking about your beliefs. That's what it means. Taking part in, in activities of an extremist organization implies that they were plotting to blow up a building or something and gathering fertilizer or something like that. That's not, that's not what was happening. They were gathering together in a room and discussing their beliefs, nothing more. I'm just really sad by all of this because it's exacerbating their persecution complex. They believe that they're doing the right thing and they believe that this is a prophecy of the end times. They believe that this, what's happening here, proves that they're right, which means they're going to drag more people into the religion and lock people into the positions even deeper. I think John Cedars, the John Cedars channel, calls it persecution porn. They just see this stuff and they just, they, they love it. They're like, oh my God, see, it's happening. It's really happening. It's the end. This is it. It says, yes, they were convicted, a court spokeswoman announced Friday. Punishments ranged from three years and six months down to two years in jail. The U.S. headquarters, look at the smile on this guy's face. Look at his smile. He's smiling. He's happy that this is happening to him. He's a Jehovah's Witness being jailed for his beliefs right now, and he's happy because he thinks that this proves it. He pr thinks it proves him correct. The U.S. headquartered Jehovah's Witnesses have faced discrimination for years in Russia where the Orthodox Church is propped up by President Vladimir Putin. This is what I was talking about earlier. The Orthodox Church is almost like a government institution. They don't really have separation of church and state in Russia like, like the U.S. does here. And it's kind of teetering on the edge here, too, honestly. There's always this constant battle between secularists and religions trying to get the government to be more religious and get the government to be less religious it isn't really the same in russia the orthodox church is a is a big part of the government and people have been saying that they're banning jehovah's witnesses because it's competition for the church i don't know that's unverified but here this article is mentioning it too orthodox scholars have accused jehovah's witnesses of eroding state institutions and traditional values according to reuters it's possible that, like, the hatred against Jehovah's Witnesses was kind of, like, the Orthodox Church has been pouring fuel on the fire, trying to get them more, you know, riled up against, trying to get the people more riled up against Jehovah's Witnesses. So, that's, that's the story. It's really depressing to see, honestly. Like I said, we don't want to engage in an us-versus-them mentality. These are human beings, and they deserve rights, just like everybody else does. I am an atheist, and as such, could very well be discriminated against. It happens all the time. I could be thrown in jail for my beliefs or lack thereof. So when I see this kind of thing, I take it really seriously. It could happen to me. And if it, and if it were going to happen to any figures, any people, it probably would be me because I, I'm a public figure. I'm out there in the public with my face right out, you know, 
in front of the camera talking to people and saying how much I feel this way and that way, I would probably be one of the first people arrested. They'd start at the very top of the atheist chain and go all the way down. So I take this pretty seriously. This is no joke. I feel for these people, Jehovah's Witness or not, they should not be discriminated against. They have a right to freedom of expression just like I do. And I'm using my freedom of expression to call out their bullshit and point out how wrong they are and how much they're hurting people. Does not mean I think they should be jailed for, for just for their beliefs. I do not feel that way. I got a super chat from We of Little Faith. Voice 2 did nothing wrong. Yes, it did. You know it did. Shame on you, Voice 2. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, then you should join the Discord because there was a whole pre-show that we had and we talked about uh, Voice 2 betrayed me. We'll just say that. Just another account. Episode 69's coming up. You making that one special at all? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I've got a couple of good ideas. Seems, I don't know. I got some stuff up my sleeve. We'll see what happens. Song C. Voice 2 did nothing wrong. Yes, it did. You cannot get out of it by saying it didn't. You know it. You know it did. I saw another interesting question I'm going to answer in a second. Just another account. Voice 2 did nothing wrong. Yes, it did. Omega Riley. Voice 2 did nothing wrong. You're full of shit. Yes, it did. Uh... <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for the super chats. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Let me answer this question before I get into questions from a Potato and Wombat, who's my question reader. Um, this one was from Lisa for Truth. I'm not defending Russia, but do you really consider Watchtower to be a religion? That's an interesting question. Yes, I do. I do consider them to be a religion. Um, I know that that technically there are two parts to this. There's the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses, and then there's the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society printing company, basically. And then there's, like, a parent organization over both of them. So the, the governing body, when they were trying to get out of testifying in front of the Royal Commission, the Australian Royal Commission, when they were trying to get out of turning over names from a database and things like that, they split the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society and the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses in two, and they put all of the relevant data in Watchtower Bible and Tract Society's databases. And now the governing body is nothing more than a governing body over the Christian congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. That's it. They have zero control, quote unquote, over anything that happens with the Watchtower Society. I think the Watchtower Society has an official uh, president that doesn't do anything at all, basically. The only thing he does is just act as a figurehead. Oh, and notice I use the pronoun he. That's because all leadership in Jehovah's Witnesses are he's. None of them are she's. Don't even get me started on that. Anyways, the governing body calls the shots for everybody, ultimately, really, for both organizations. It was just a ploy that they had that they tried to set up to protect themselves, and it didn't even work. The judge saw right through it and was like, I don't even give a shit. You're turning the data over, whether you like it or not. Ultimately, they didn't have to turn the data over that they were court-ordered to because they settled out of court. That's neither here nor there. The point is that the Watchtower Society may specifically just be a printing company, but the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses is a big part of the Watchtower Society, whether it likes it or not, and it is a religion. There is a religious veil that goes over the entire thing. A lot of people ask if Scientology is a religion or not, or, 
or is it a psychology cult? Because actually it is a psychology cult. And people didn't want to classify it as a religion for a long time. In fact, I don't think it should be classified as a religion, honestly. It's not. The only reason that it has that, that religious like qualifier is for tax purposes. They went through this whole coup against the IRS where they sued a bunch of IRS agents and caused all kinds of problems for the government until the government agreed to basically give them tax-exempt status as a religious organization. And they did. So it was all really for tax purposes in the end, but they kind of embraced the religion aspect of it, I guess you could say. So Jehovah's Witnesses, yes, it's a religion. Scientology, I would say probably not, no. We of Little Faith just gave me another super chat. Holy hell, I appreciate that so much. Well done, Discord gang. We successfully hijacked the super chat. You did indeed. Omega Riley again. I got a little extra cash burning a hole in my pocket, so I figured I could pass it on. We should do a poll for the Podcast 69 celebration. Love you, Telltale. Yes, definitely. Do a poll for the Podcast 69 celebration, and we'll see if maybe we can do something fun for it. We of Little Faith. The Discord conspired to make... Telly say silly words, so here we go. Snizzle, mizzle, supercalifragilistic, expialidocious, ping pong, lippy tappy, tuta. There you go. I said it. Uh, here's my contribution to the Get Alpha Force Zero, a new inflatable alien fund. Thank you. Actually, it was $5 that I had to spend for her to put it into a machine and lose it, so there you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hilarious idea for a short story. A Jehovah's Witness gets turned into a vampire. That is a good short story. I bet that would be a good short story. Somebody should write that. And then what's your Hogwarts house? Um, uh, wait a minute. I know this. Um, wait, there's Ravenclaw, Slytherin. Um, what are they? Uh, hang on. Uh, then there's Hufflepuff. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm Gryffindor. That's my house. I'm Gryffindor. I understand that we're the intelligent loyal best house i've never read the books but i understand gryffindor is the best and that ravenclaw is the worst i'm just kidding my girlfriend's ravenclaw she can probably hear me in the other room right now ravenclaw is second best gryffindor is best i understand that hufflepuff is full of idiots that's just what i've heard that's just what i've heard forgive me if that's wrong i heard that they're idiots and i also heard that um Slytherin is third best, Hufflepuff is fourth. So there's your answer. First up's coming from Trigor. Uh, okay, I'm a newly made deist, uh, and I'm living in a Catholic Hindu home. I want to move towards deistic principles, but for some reason I still feel a faint connection with Hinduism. Is it normal to feel faint connections after recently, uh, recently leaving a religion? That's interesting. Um, that's, that sounds like a really complicated situation you've found yourself in. When I left Jehovah's Witnesses, there was a lot that I had to come to terms with. I had to reassess every part of everything. I think it really depends on like how cult-like your previous religion is, quote-unquote. I don't want to say cult-like necessarily, but a lot of the times cults will try to program what's called a new personality into you. That's kind of the defining factor of a cult, in my opinion, or, or one of them at the very least. Does it try to program a new personality into you? And Jehovah's Witnesses openly say that they do. So when I left Jehovah's Witnesses, I had to question just literally everything about myself, just everything. I had to question my views on evolution, on homosexuality, all of it. Because they built that shit in 
deep. It is there to stay in, in some cases. It's really, really difficult to f- wade my way through the programming that they instilled into me over the years. So yeah, it does not surprise me to hear that you are trying to get past some of the aspects of a religion that you were a part of before. Honestly, Jehovah's Witnesses told me my entire life that every other religion was a lie. It was BS. It was made up. There's nothing true about it. And so I saw every religion except for Jehovah's Witnesses is BS. So when I realized that they were full of shit too, I just defaulted to not believing anything. Until somebody brings something to the table, like solid evidence, I'm just not buying it. I just don't buy it. You know, I don't actively believe that there is no God out there, that there's no deity that created everything. I just don't buy it. It's possible. Show me some evidence, some strong evidence, because this is a really big claim you're making. You're going to have to come with some really big evidence for me to believe it. But bring it, and I will take a look at it, and if it's convincing enough, I'll believe it. Simple as that. This one coming from Omega Riley. Uh, How is Alpha First Zero doing? Alpha Force Zero is actually doing pretty well. She went to a birthday party earlier, and she was actually really upset because she lost this big blow-up alien thing that she had. Like, she couldn't find it, basically. And, uh, yeah, she's pretty upset over that. But otherwise, she's she's doing pretty well. She's really miffed at me, too. Like, she wanted more money to try to win another, and so I gave her more money, and then she didn't win it. And she's like, I need more. And I was like, this is like gambling. I'm not doing this. I'm sorry, I just can't. Like, I have a limited supply of money. I can only, I can't give you like $10,000 to stand here and do this, you know? So anyway, she's okay. She's doing well. She's just a little upset by that earlier. This last one from All That Jazz 9-3. How do Jehovah's Witnesses feel about secular music? I know you've mentioned listening to Creed and Tool and some others when you were a kid. Was that actually allowed? For that matter, how do JWs feel about more mainstream Christian music that's popular among evangelicals? Uh, The kind of stuff that's played on radio stations like K-Love and Air One. Good question. It's interesting that you mentioned Creed in your question as mainstream secular music. It is not secular at all. Oh my God. It turns out, I didn't realize this before, but Creed is super religious. Like, holy shit. Go read some of the lyrics to their music. They're like mega religious band. I did listen to Creed, though, and I listened to Tool. I didn't realize Creed was religious. My parents didn't realize. If they had, they would have just freaked out. But they were okay with soft rock, my parents were generally, and maybe a little bit of harder rock, not not metal. They were not okay with metal. They were okay with me listening to Sublime, for example, because they didn't actually know what was in the songs. They didn't sit there and listen to the whole album to see if it was bad or not. But I listened to Sublime. uh, I listened to Tool. If they had known what Tool said in their songs, they would have banned that outright. Listened to some Creed uh, and things like that. And I mentioned this on Twitter, but eventually when I kind of got out on my own and started forming my own personality a little bit, I wasn't quite out of the religion yet. I was still a part of it, still believed it, but I was kind of doing my own thing and going a little bit rebellious, maybe. I knew Jehovah's Witnesses didn't like heavy metal, so I went through a list of the heaviest heavy metal there is, and I got my hands on the albums, and I turned them on repeat, just so that I would get used to that sound and like the sound and try to develop a taste for that type of music, because I knew that it was against the rules, and I wanted to feel a little bit rebellious. I was probably 16 or 17. 
that included like Pantera, Metallica, Megadeth. Um, I also listened to a lot of Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, um, Soundgarden, some Nirvana, but Nirvana was really, really mainstream. It was a little bit more mainstream than I was comfortable with, but honestly, all of those people were mainstream. Anyways, that's, that's basically how it happened for me. Um, my musical choices were my musical choices. My parents tried to dictate what I could listen to, but they really had no control over it. Godsmack, I didn't listen to them a whole lot, some, a couple of songs, but that was most definitely band music. I went to uh, a county fair recently. I mentioned this on Twitter too. I went to a county fair and there was this booth there and this booth had a bunch of papers on it. I don't really want to show the papers because it may like out where I was, but I'll just read like the, the titles to them. Let me find them here. Hang on. Let me just read the titles of the pamphlets. It gets interesting. I asked the guy, the, the preacher, I was like, can I take any of these papers? Is it okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, take what, take what you want. Take what you want. I was like, I feel bad because I'm taking like one of everything here. He's like, no, no, just take it. It's yours. In fact, you can even have this book here. He gives me this book. Let's see if you guys can see this. He says, take this book. It's called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell and Sean McDowell. I don't know Sean McDowell. Uh, I do know Josh McDowell. So I, I got my hands on that book. And I also got some of these papers here. This Here's one of the pamphlets. It says, homosexuality, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about homosexuality? There you go. If you ever wondered, there's your answer. We can get, go through that and find out. Then we've got abortion without natural affection. God, this is like a treasure trove of bullshit. I love going through this shit. Why you can trust the Bible. And then we've got um, Church of Christ. We'll just say it's Church of Christ. I, I went up to the guy and said, what denomination are you? And he said, we're non-denominational. I was like, that's kind of strange. So I, I'm going through all this stuff, and sure enough, I see there, Church of Christ. They claim to be non-denominational. They're not actually non-denominational. That's their whole bit. That's the whole Church of Christ bit. They say we're non-denominational, and that makes us unique and special and all that other stuff, but really they're not. So I found this whole thing on Jehovah's Witnesses. So I wanted to give this thing a read. How accurate are they about Jehovah's Witnesses? Here's the title. It says, Reply to Jehovah Witnesses. Singular. One Jehovah. One Jehovah Witnesses. Multiple Witnesses. One Jehovah, I guess. That used to bother me so much when, uh, like, when somebody would come out and say, oh, Jehovah Witnesses or this or that. I would be like, oh my God, do you not know anything about this religion? It's Jehovah's Witnesses. There's an apostrophe S. Get it right or don't talk about us, you know? I guess that's just coming back to me after all these years of being pissed off about everything. So, Jehovah Witness. One Jehovah. Now we know. It says, Jehovah Witnesses teach from John 1.1 1, 1, that, Je that Jesus is a God. They also say from John 4.23 that we're to worship only the Father. They say Jesus is a created being who is used in creation. All right, so here they're addressing their, their, their Trinity claims. They're basically trying to pull their belief system apart one, one thing at a time. As far as the Trinity goes, this is one of those things that I reassessed when I left religion, when I left Jehovah's Witnesses. Is the Trinity real? Is hellfire real? Like, does the Bible support this stuff? Or are Jehovah's Witnesses right? Because in some cases, Jehovah's Witnesses are actually correct about some of this stuff. So I went to somebody, I went to a, a, basically a scholar named Bart Ehrman. 
I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but really, really cool guy. Really, really good guy. He's super religious at first. He decided to go to, um, to college to learn religious studies so that he could be like super really good pastor or something. And as he got into his PhD program, he realized that the Bible was just complete bullshit. Like none of it was what people thought it was. And so he ends up talking about a few things that churches commonly get wrong. Hellfire, the hellfire teaching, you're going to go to hell when you die or heaven or whatever. That's bullshit. That's not true. That's not in the Bible. That's made up by the Catholic Church to control people. Jehovah's Witnesses got that right. The Trinity, that's bullshit. It was made up like centuries later and added in. The words were changed in the original manuscripts to make it seem like the Catholic Church was right about this. It's not true. The, the Trinity is a bullshit teaching. So that's what, that's what this guy was trying to debunk, was Jehovah's Witnesses' belief that the Trinity is BS. But they just so happen to be right about that. I, I mean, I'm an atheist. I have no stake in this. I'm just saying the Trinity was made up. So anyways, it says, Jehovah's Witnesses, Jehovah Witnesses teach from John 1.1 1, 1 that Jesus is Jesus is a God. They also say from John 4.23 that we are to worship only the Father. They say Jesus is created is a created being who is used in creation. And it actually goes a little bit beyond that, just stepping away from the sheet for another second. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that Michael the Archangel is Jesus. And that has all kinds of weird theological implications that you wouldn't expect. So it goes on, in defense of the deity of Jesus. Read Exodus 34.14, Deuteronomy 4.24, and... Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 14 to 15. Jehovah is a jealous God. He will not share his people with another God. And yet in John 5, 22 and 23, we're told all judgment is given to the Son so that all may honor Jesus just as they honor the Father. Then it says, read Isaiah 48, 11. God will not give his glory to another. And yet in John 17, 5, Jesus asks the Father to glorify me together with yourself. How can a created being ask to be glorified together with Jehovah God? How could a jealous God do such a thing? That's really fascinating. I think it's really fascinating that they're pulling verses from like all different parts of the Bible, written thousands and thousands of years apart. One from Exodus, one from Deuteronomy, one from Isaiah, one from Acts and Philippians. They're just like, they're pulling verses from all, all different parts of everything here to try to prove their point. It reminds me a lot of how Jehovah's Witnesses do it. They do the exact same thing. Jehovah's Witnesses are like pulling verses from the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation and the book of Numbers and the book of Jeremiah. And they're all kind of mashing them all together and saying that they're all talking about the same thing, the same event. When that's just not true. That's not what's happening. And that's that's very similar. Like these were written at totally different time periods with totally different contexts. Like the genre of some of these books wasn't even written as history. It was written uh, as, a, as a story to uplift some of the readers. It's fiction. It was written as fiction. And some Bible apologists are reading it as history, when in fact we have the history here and we know that it's not accurate. So that's, that's what these people are doing here. They're just kind of jamming these verses together that are totally different genres and trying to make it fit to, to prove their belief system is valid. And that's basically all they're really doing, like all the way through it. They're just defending the deity of Jesus as if that would prove anything to anybody, as though that helps anybody. But I did kind of flip through this homosexuality, what does the Bible say about it thing. 
And I thought this was kind of interesting. I'm just going to read like the first couple of paragraphs here. Let's see what it has to say. Let's read the first paragraph. Was King David of Israel a homosexual? According to some researchers, some researchers in quotes, it says, in the Universal Fellowship of Metropolitan Community Churches, both King David and Jonathan, the oldest son of King Saul, were gay. In a correspondence course used by their congregation in Key West, Florida, they say, all scripture referring to the love that David and Jonathan had indicates that it was very romantic personal love. They also imply that Ruth and Naomi, women of the Old Testament, were lesbian lovers and claim homosexuals will receive very special recognition in heaven. Okay, let's just start here. First of all, they're fear-mongering. They're trying to get people all whipped up into a blood frenzy, like, oh my God, homosexuals in the church. What are we gonna do? This is scary. And they're, they're justifying it, like they're special. That's, I've, I've never heard that claim in my entire life. Ruth and Naomi were lesbians or that David and Jonathan were gay. Never heard that in my life. I, I, I honestly think maybe they're making that up. Somebody correct me in the comments if you've heard this before, but it, from somebody other than extremist Christians. If you've heard this before from Christians who actually believe it, then leave it in the comments because that, that seems like an extremely bizarre claim. They're trying to get people all riled up and afraid is what they're doing. The Metropolitan Community Church was organized in 1968 by Troy Perry. Metropolitan Community Church congregations can be found in most American cities and a dozen foreign countries. They claim 80% of their members are homosexual. In one of their tracts, Why Are We a Fellowship?, James Sandmeyer states that Metropolitan Community Church creates community where it has never existed before. Literally thousands of lesbians and gay men take strength and comfort in the fact that in most major cities and now in many rural communities, there is a metropolitan community church. We are becoming widely recognized as a church of liberation for a community in need. This need increases with changing political climates, health crises, and attacks from the religious right. They're just fear-mongering. This is intended for right-wing religious extremists who already holds this view and they're, tr they're doing everything that they can to try to convince them of something that they already believe, pretty much. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I'm trying to make a shirt design for every cult I've covered. I haven't gotten every one, but I'm working on it. So check it out and see if your cult is up there. Second, you can support me by checking out my game shop. I sell controller, cartridge, and game box stands for every system from the original Nintendo and Sega Game Gear to the Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. So give that a look too. And finally, if you want to support me in some way other than monetarily, you can check out my other YouTube channels. I have a retro game channel where I answer questions like, why does Shy Guy have a mask? And why are CRT TVs the best way to play retro games? I also have the podcast where I talk about stuff I don't feel I can say on a monetized channel. And finally, I have my main channel, where I talk about cults. I wish I didn't have to worry about dancing around subjects carefully in the first place, but I chose to do this as a full-time job, so unfortunately, I rely on YouTube's AdSense and on the support of patrons to continue doing the work I do. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.